welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. I'm here with my best friend, Owen. How's it going, Owen? Pretty good, actually. Well, I'll take that back. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that you've been good since I've known you. <laughs> I was feeling better, but then, the, you know, some crap comes up, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm over that. I got stuff to do. Yeah, I get it. Um, I'm probably calling out to work today because uh, on account of my maladies, I can't really stand up, let alone drive to work, let alone bartend. So that's fun. Um, it's just like a little snapshot into life as a disabled person. Um, so hopefully, hopefully I get that surgery soon. Um, but anyways... <laughs> We're the saddest people in the world, and we're here to talk about Juggalos. Now, are we talking specifically about Juggalos or just ICP in general? Um, I think we're going to talk about ICP in general because the last time we did uh, an ICP episode on this show was um, a year and a half ago when I still had my co-host, Shu, and her husband came on to be our Juggalo expert. Um, and you listened to that episode, you said we got some things right, some things wrong, or we left things out, but also there've been a lot of updates, uh, with ICP in that year and a half. So I figured we would talk about that because a lot of people think ICP is something that existed in the past, but they continue to clown. Yeah. Yeah. They've been around since the nineties going yeah. strong still. Yeah, that's, I think people think it's, like, sublime. Like, it's a band that existed in the past, but no longer. Um, but that's that's not true. They still, um, they're still doing things. Um, they're doing cameos, so you can uh, buy a video of them uh, talking to you. Um, there's a YouTube channel. Uh, there's movies. I mean, they are active. Yes. They're still going strong, still have a... Really strong merch game for the hardcore fans. Oh, really? that's true. They have some new merch, too, that we can get into. Oh, I'm not up on that, but I'm sure they do. Um, well, I know Shaggy and the Creep show have, like, constant limited edition shirts. So. Oh. Yeah, limited edition is how you know someone's, like, legit when you see them in public. You're like, oh, you were down to get that. Yeah, you bought that shirt in that one-week span. Um, so let's go through your credentials first, because oh. <laughs> you were a teenage juggalo. I was in high school. I discovered, I, I'm not gonna be great with dates, but I, I remember watching Monday Night Raw, as young adults do, watch the wrestling. Uh-huh. And they came out with the oddities, and they did the theme song, which I enjoyed. They, they weren't great wrestlers. But they didn't really wrestle too much then. They just kind of came out with them. And um, yeah, I don't think we talked about that on the episode we did. So they actually were on WWE for a while. Yeah, it was WWF then. Ah. Then they went to WCW, and then they were in TNA, and I think they were in ECW for one night. Whoa. And then they have their own wrestling uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling. It used to be called Juggalo Championship Wrestling. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, so th I, I would assume that they were wrestling fans and then, you know, given their notoriety, were able to get kind of a career going in wrestling. Yeah, they, uh, they started in backyard wrestling just as kids. So they've been long, lifelong fans. Um, it's kind of funny is they put on their own big shows that they're called Bloody Mania and stuff. And they'll have these crazy cards. I don't know how much you know about wrestling, but they'll have like all these legends and stuff. Uh -huh. But like you see all these names, you're like, oh my God. Then you realize all these names are like freaking 70, 80 years old. And you're like, oh, this ain't good. <laughs> Just these sad old men trying to wrestle. And the fans, a lot of the fans there don't give a shit about wrestling. So there's one event they put on and the people are just throwing shit. And it just ruins the whole event. Um, I feel like I know a lot about wrestling, a lot more than I knew um, pre-quarantine, because uh, 
I've been watching a lot of wrestling documentaries because um, Vice has the series Dark Side of the Ring. Um, yes. And then They're I watch. so good. It's it, honestly like I feel like even if someone's not a wrestling fan, they're great documentaries. Um, and then I've watched like documentaries of all the individual wrestlers. I think I started out like a year ago with Jake the Snake. Um, and then I, I'm just such a big fan of his that then I was like, let me learn about other wrestlers. So um, I have an idea now how it works. Because he's a giant piece of shit or? Uh, he just makes... He just makes me laugh, like, a lot. Um, I there's some, there's some sort of quality about him that I find fascinating. I like when he tells his degenerate stories. Um, like, he wasn't a good person to anybody in his life. Uh, no. But in terms of being, like, an entertaining figure, uh, he's definitely got it all. Um, there's and, a pretty big uh, rumor he drinks his own piss, so I'll throw that out there for you. Why? For what reason? I don't know. To just get likes the, to do it. <laughs> to get the crack out of it? Probably. Um, yeah, I think just the idea of this guy, like, traveling a, with all these snakes and fucking all these women and just he's doing crack. It's just wild. Yeah. Most of those snakes he's killed. Because he's a piece of shit, but he's on TV right now on uh, AEW. Oh, really? He's he comes out like a manager, and he has like part of like half like almost kind of like some of the women do now, where it's like part of the head is shaved on the side. Ah. No one knows why. It's never been explained why there's like this buzz on one side. I hate that hairdo, by the way. It's like every straight woman who wants to fuck around with being a lesbian, but instead of eat pussy, they just get that haircut. And I'm like, why don't you just have like a flattering haircut and eat some pussy? That's just my opinion. I don't like to tell people how to live their lives, but come on. Uh, no. <laughs> um, okay, so where were we going with ICP? So they... Okay, so they you were you watched them when they were wrestling. Were yes. you into their music? And, well, that's how it came about. Was um, I remember Jr. Not Jr. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler. If you know anything about old school wrestling, he he became like announcer later mm-hmm. or a commentary later for Raw. Raw. And um, I don't know if they were supposed to be promoting the album because ICP says they were supposed to play an ad for their album and they never did that was like part of their deal was like they were in a wrestle for like pretty much next to nothing all they wanted was an ad for their album and wwe never played it but um the king was just like you heard their new album it's it's so bad it's garbage basically just crapping on it yeah but i like the theme song so i was like what so i way back in the day like 97 98 i think is when that, that uh, great malenko came out mm-hmm. and i just barely had the internet and because i couldn't find it local at all like you couldn't go into a cd shop and pick it up oh so really I, had to, like, I found it online and ordered it and then that just sent me down the path i found one other juggalo in high school and we traded some albums because he, he wanted like wu-tang so i traded some wu-tang for like the earlier stuff carnival of carnage and riddle box things like that nice um so yeah you were you were like a certified high school juggalo it's interesting that yeah there wasn't i grew up in detroit so like juggalo culture was like a thing there but you were like one of two that you knew yeah yeah. Um, we both showed up one day with like the same icp shirt on that's how we knew (laughs) I love that. Um, and you even sent me a screenshot of some uh, juggalo art that you did in high school. So that, yes. yeah, that's pretty legit. That, and then I found that same day hanging in the hallway was another piece of juggalo art, which was by a third person. What? Stopped me down and was like, you did that? And he's like, yeah, I was like, I love ICP too. And this is a kid I knew. It's not like I was friends with him, but like I knew who he was. Yeah, I did Great Malenko, and he did Riddle Box. Oh, okay. Um, it's weird as a kid, like, there's, like, pre-social media, like, you didn't know everything about people at your school. And so, like, when, like, I was, like, a punk rock kid, 
And then there were some bands that I was into that weren't cool or punk rock that I was embarrassed. And there'd be moments where my friend would be like, oh, you like the refreshments too? And I'd be like, yeah, don't tell anyone, but we can listen to them together. Like <laughs> our secret, yeah. dirty little secrets. Yeah, we grew up in that weird age where we had like no cell phones and like no internet, but we kind of towards the end had internet and the cell phones. So we're like the in-betweeners where we had a little bit of both. We remember the before time of VHS and all that. I feel like it was a better time because when you got media, there was something more precious or sacred about it. Like um, it, it definitely lit up more dopamine to, to get a movie and to watch that movie. I feel it brought me more joy or whatever because it was a bigger deal versus now we have access to – whatever whenever there's not it's not like an event to watch a movie like oh my god I, I was able to rent this movie or my friend lent me this vhs recording of this tv show that they like if i missed an episode of buffy i'd have to see like if any of my friends had vhs recorded it so they could bring the tape to school so i could watch it like it was a it was an event and now it's like not a big deal to to watch something or to like get an album or get a magazine or whatever. Nothing feels as special. Yeah. Like you had to, you saw someone with a shirt, then you knew they liked a certain band or movie or whatever, or you would just have to see what their CD little flip tray was. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like mine was full of new metal and rap. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so are you do you consider yourself still a juggalo or do you consider yourself like a retired juggalo i find myself always checking in and seeing what they're up to but i i don't really like flash juggalo anymore like in the, the early 2000s i had a giant hatchet man on the tailgate of my truck <laughs> oh man that's serious yeah and the truck died and i never bothered getting another one but yeah i had the ho a hoodie a hat i was pretty into it but i kind of checked out around uh the last joker card although they're doing a whole nother set of joker cards because it worked the first time i guess yeah um, so why not but it was like it? it was what was it uh the wraith it was two albums shangri-la and hell's pit and the the wraith ends with um their confession that the carnival is actually god and that's what they follow and i was like what the fuck is this it's like scientology when you get to the top and then they tell you about the aliens and you're like wait what that's what this was leading up to did not see that coming i mean now everyone sees it coming but um before that information was public it was a surprise to folks um do you think that it was about god all along or do you think they kind of like wedged that in at the end because they had developed this relationship with god i don't know because if you listen to any of their albums there's nothing hinting that they're religious it's about killing and you know some drug use and like fucking fat bitches like there's nothing godly about it so when that came along i'm like what is this shit yeah, I kind of feel like it was um, an afterthought, you know, and then they made it like, oh, yeah, no, this is what it's, and it's like, I don't think you set out with that mission. I don't think that was the outline of this script from the get. Um, call like, me a skeptic. You know, like, I get the other stuff, like, you know, the fa you know, like the quote family and the outcast and we all find each other. Like, that made sense to me because it mm -hmm. clearly I became you know close not closer not i guess i'd call them friends in high school i don't really talk to them now but like you know i found the other juggalos and it just instantly we were like you know bonded and talking about icp like i get that aspect of the outcasts coming together and finding each other but like all of a sudden be like yeah god god's great and i'm like eh, no, no no thank you yeah like first of all if there were a God, I wouldn't look this good, yet live this badly. So <laughs> um, let's just get that straight. Um, but so you do still keep tabs, though, on what they're up to, because we've had conversations. Like, I didn't know that uh, Shaggy 2 Dope had this uh, YouTube series. 
um, which you said sometimes he's just uh, doing stuff around the house, like cooking dinner, but he's always in full clown makeup. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, they, they do little skits and stuff, but they've also been doing live streams, which then they release as podcasts. They've been listening to at work. And it's funny because, uh, you know, you mentioned cameo, it's like 60 bucks to get a cameo. If you watch the live stream and donate a dollar, you get a fucking shout out. So that's a lot cheaper than cameo. Yeah, absolutely. Cause they'll, um, they'll read the super chats on YouTube. Oh, Okay. I'll just say, hey, can I get a shout out? And then Shaggy will just do a shout out. I'm like, the guy paid like a dollar. Yeah, why would I pay $60 for a cameo then? <laughs> I guess you get a better quality video maybe. Yeah. Um. So is the YouTube show, there's Shaggy 2 Dope at home. Then there's the live stream that they release as podcasts. Are they always in clown makeup? Do they ever make appearances uh, with their bare faces? Well, to be clear, Shaggy and the Creep is Shaggy and the guy on different. It's not. It's not Violent J. It's um, Keegan, someone that works for him. Oh, that's who the podcast is with. Yep. yep. Oh. And they started a Twitch. If you ever want to watch Shaggy play Mario Kart or something. Okay, and who? I don't know who this guy is that works for them. He's he like... was just a fan that ended up being hired, and he, he works. He worked there, and they eventually made. I guess this has been. They talked about this for a while, and then they put out the videos, and it's kind of taken off. So that's what they've been doing. Gotcha. I mean, it's easier to do the live. I, I think they want. They started putting out more videos, but it's like, obviously, they can't really get together because Shaggy's taking this quarantine serious. Um. So. Yeah, they canceled the gathering, and I thought they made a really great uh, statement when they said, "Not it's not worth the life of one juggalo. Um, you know, their revenue stream. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure, because is the gathering like a big revenue earner for them? I, Shaggy acts like it's not, because <laughs> they got to pay for all the bands and all the shit and stuff, but it's... It's massive, though, so I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, I don't know that, um, I don't know the economics of music festivals, if they're big earners or not, because it does seem like there's a lot of overhead, um, and I don't think they have, like, crazy high ticket prices for the gathering. I've never looked into what it costs, but I don't no. think it's like Coachella, where they charge you $600 for a weekend. But I feel like at least one person dies every year. Is that true? Maybe not every year. People have died there? Yeah, I think they overdose and uh, I think someone drowned one year. Whoa, I, was, I didn't know that. I think that's just drowned. I always say drowned. I think it's drowned. Who knows? Because um, I always thought it was this person hung themselves and it's they hanged themselves. So what do I know about language? Not a yeah. lot. Um. So let's see. Oh, so I wanted to talk about, so they said, you know, not one um, Juggalo's life is worth it. They're not having the gathering this year. And a lot of people praised them and were like, why can't, why can't like governors of states take this as seriously as ICP is? Um, it was kind of good PR for them, I think. Yeah. Everyone forgot it anyways. Um, the new cycle works. Well, no, no one, we haven't forgotten. Um, and then lately they have, uh, jumped onto the, um, they support Black Lives Matter and they, um, put out a t-shirt, uh, that says, hold on, I'm trying to pull it up, but I just got blocked out of Twitter on my laptop. It says, fuck your rebel flag on the back and it has a hatchet man. And on, on the front, it has a clown tearing apart a burning confederate flag um i am kind of like is this shirt gonna sell i personally don't i wouldn't wear it because it does have the confederate flag on it even though it's being torn apart I'm just um, like, well fuck your rebel flags based on a song off carnival of carnage oh really yeah so i mean the juggalos would get it 
the juggalos would get it, but like, I don't know if, I, like, I don't wear my, for instance, I don't wear my ICP shirt to work because I'm just like, I, people don't get it. They're not going to get it. Um, and then this one I particularly wouldn't want to wear in public because it still has a rebel flag on it, even though it's being burnt. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're trying. Yeah, so that, it's, it's that's It's definitely true. a whole, the song might even be called Fuck Your Rebel Flag. And that's from yeah. Carnival of Carnage, so that's a long time ago. It's like their first album, the first official Ice Insane Clown Posse album, because before that they were Inner City Posse. Oh, I didn't know that. See, so, yeah, I got credentials. You do. Um, oh yeah, it's called Your Rebel Flag. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the lyrics are like, "Fuck your rebel flag," and they go on off. Kid Rock was on that album. Really? Oh, because he's from Detroit as well. Yeah, that's when he was a rapper. Before he became a country star with Cheryl well, Crow. First he became like metal or like rock or whatever, and then he became like country. Yeah. He's, he's run the gamut. For a very homely white man, he's really made a go of it in Hollywood. Um, now he's just a giant piece of shit, isn't he? I guess he probably I, always was. Uh, is he a giant piece of shit? I don't know much about him. I only ever hear about him now when there's like some lawsuit or something coming up. Oh, maybe. I'll go to Wikipedia and look at the... There's usually like a controversy um, thing for people uh, who are controversial. Um, there's something weird. It was like someone was getting in trouble because they, uh, they assaulted someone with a dildo. And then it was like... They said it was Kid Rock still, though. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. It was something weird like that. Really? Yeah. Like, he was trying to get dragged into some weird lawsuit. And he's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm pretty uh, sure it evolved around some type of sex toy. Um, We might have to delve into this for a whole other episode. Because <laughs> I'm, like, browsing his Wikipedia and... He's gotten in fights with Tommy Lee, which I support because Tommy Lee is a serial wife beater. Um, he's gotten, know, he's gotten in fights with a lot of people. He was honored by the NAACP in 2011. I want to know why, um, but then there were protests because of his display of Confederate flags at his concert. And during the ceremony, Kid Rock elaborated on his display of the flag, stating, I never flew the flag with hate in my heart. I love America. I love Detroit. And I love black people. Um, and then after that, he distanced himself from the rebel flag. Um, so just, He's just uh, ignorant. Yeah. I'm just ignorant, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Look, he... Um, Appeared in a photograph holding up a dead cougar that was killed on a hunting trip with Ted Nugent. Um, okay. So, that's not surprising. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to delve into that um, because he seems like a complicated character, huh? Um, like so yeah. what? He went hunting. Yeah. Apparently he is a libertarian but socially liberal. Um, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Uh, so yeah, I don't know much about Kid Rock, but he is not easy to look at. That's all I know. Um, <laughs> he had a giant, like, flat top. Yeah. Rap album. Yeah, he'd spray it up, like, try to look like Kid and Play, and it just was really <laughs> bizarre. Well, at least one of them. Only one of them has a flat top. Out of Kid and Play? Yeah, or at least the tall. Only one of, like, the really tall one. It's been a while since I've seen... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, one was... Oh, okay. One had, like, kind of a short cropped hair for a while, but um, he also had, like, a shorter flat top. Um, yeah. I, it's been a while since I saw House Party, but maybe it's time to watch yeah, it they were they were a thing for a while. Movies, they had a comic book and a cartoon. Yeah, they're a big deal. Now no one remembers them. That's a shame. Kids these days. Yeah. You don't um, watch House Party 1 through 100? Or how many have they made? I think they made three. I want to say there's four, but I think the fourth one doesn't have them in it. Were they you just... just... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. They just used the name. 
Um, were you disappointed uh, to grow up and find out that life is not as exciting as it is in movies? Like, because we've been watching summer movies for your podcast, Bride of Chickenstein, um, and it's like these camp movies where like just hijinks happen. And as a little kid, you thought like, oh yeah, when I'm a teenager, shit's gonna get wild. And then it's like, oh, there's no, there's none of these wild parties. None of this is happening. I feel like probably some of it happened. I just wasn't invited. Yeah. I mean, I partied pretty hard and at some wild house parties, I guess, from age like 17 to 25. I'd always hear murmuring of like parties in the woods and like, oh, so-and-so was so drunk. And I was just like, what? I didn't hear any. I was at home by myself. (laughs) So I guess I just wasn't cool enough to get invited to these parties. Yeah, well, you aren't a partier. I mean, I wouldn't have gone, but they could have invited me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I am now. I don't. I definitely don't want to go to anything, but, like, throw it out there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's the nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't invite me to your wedding, because I don't want to go to your fucking wedding. Um, I hate weddings, and... Uh, I declared that I'm officially done going to them. And then like, I got a boyfriend and I've had to go to his friend's weddings. And I'm just like, I, do I just draw a line in the sand in my relationship and be like, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not a good partner. I'm not going to your friend's weddings. Cause it's fucking miserable for me. I used to not mind weddings when I drank. Um, but I'm a sober person now and weddings are fucking miserable. I hate them and I hate wearing high heeled shoes and I hate small talking with people who are getting wasted. It's just all terrible. So I don't go to weddings anymore either. It's just the right thing to do. Who has a wedding anymore? Come on, grow up. At first my, my stand was I'll only go to your first wedding. (laughs) Once you're on your second and fuck off. But then yeah. it's just like I'm not going to weddings, and my mom, you know, my mom's like, I mean, she can't force me anymore. So, one of my cousins got married last year. I'm like, eh. One of my other cousins got married and already divorced. So I'm like, eh, I didn't miss anything. Yeah, yeah. I have one friend. Well, you know my friend Scott McNulty. Uh, him and I have a friend who's gotten married multiple times and had Scott be in the weddings. And every time, like, Scott's been resentful, like, it cost me, like, $1,000 to, like, wear a suit and travel, like, buy a suit, travel to your wedding, whatever, to be in your stupid fucking wedding, and it's already over. Like, you made me waste my money for your short-lived marriage. Um, So, I don't know. So, fuck weddings. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd go to Juggalo Wedding just to see what happens. Oh, 100%. And there have been Juggalo weddings. Of course. It's been Juggalo funerals. (laughs) That's true. But I think the thing about something being done Juggalo style is that it's not pretentious. And therefore, it's not going to be awful in the way that like a traditional wedding or even funeral is. Like the thing, one of the things I admire most about Juggalo culture is its total lack of pretense. Like, there's just, it's not stuffy at all. It's fucking casual. Come as you are. You don't have to act or be a certain way. Um, and I, I don't think there's enough scenarios in life that are that way. It's true. Makeup optional. Makeup optional. I, yeah, I don't think that I would like the, um, clown makeup i don't like when my skin can't breathe have you ever done clown makeup in your juggalo time no i've never even been to a show so okay they don't really come around here much so the opportunity hasn't really presented itself well i haven't been to a concert period i got a thing a thing about large crowds which i'm trying to work on but I had an opportunity to see Corn and Marilyn Manson when I was younger, which are two groups I enjoyed, but like I backed out of both of them. Um, I, I'm kind of on board with that. I used to go to a lot of shows again when I drank. As a sober person, I don't. If there's assigned seating, I'll go. Like if we all get our chair. But any sort of scenario where it's, like, standing room only and you have to, like, 
push and shove to get to your spot and you have to like brace yourself to keep moshers from trampling you. Like I hate all of that because it's too much work. And I don't like to be in situations where I have to puff my chest up and like stand my ground. And like then my back starts hurting because I've been standing on cement for three hours. And you have to pee but you don't want to go to the bathroom because then you can't get your spot back. It's just a nightmare. It's just, it is not enjoyable for me. I'm like why am I spending money to be in this crunch. But if there's an assigned seat, I'll go. Um, but I, yeah, I don't like crowds very much. Um, I get, uh, like my senses get overwhelmed really easily. And so it's just kind of, it's too overstimulating. So I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. If I was going to go to an ICP show, I'd want to be way in the back. Cause I don't want to get covered in soda. Yeah. I don't, that can't feel good. I mean, I know a lot of that's the main reason a lot of people go. They want to be up front and get that fade go on. But I'm like, is there anywhere in the back, maybe a balcony inside, yeah. like, a glass glass windows in the front? Yeah, what do they call those? Like, the boxes? Like, you can get yeah. a box at a sports game? You want that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I need the primal experience of, like, sharing sweat with people and being covered in soda. I spilled, a, like, a kombucha on myself the other day while driving. I opened it, and it bubbled over and got me doused in kombucha, and I hated it. It did not feel good. Even though it was a hot day, I did not like having something sticky all over me. So um, I can't imagine the soda would feel good. And I don't like when things mess up my hair. I got nothing for that. <laughs> uh, you're supposed to be like, yeah, I hate when stuff gets in my beard. Um, is there anything else about ICP we should update? Um, they're against the Confederate flag. They canceled um, the gathering. Um, they still live in Michigan? I believe so, yes. Okay. Well, good for them. Yeah. They're still selling their merch. They still have some people on their uh, record label. They picked up some new people. I don't know all of them. I'm not that into it right now. Um, several years ago, there was a big shakeup where Twisted left and made took some of the rappers with them and made their own record label. Oh, yeah, what was that about? Because Twisted was on their label, right? Like, they gave yes. Twisted their start. Yes. And, and then was there was a falling out, or? Uh, I haven't read too much into it. I believe Twisted said that they were owed a lot of money, and ICP wasn't paying. Oh, the most interesting it? newer thing I found out about that was... Um, because obviously the fans still love Twisted and want them at the gathering. Mm -hmm. So they were trying to, you know, Violent J was trying to get them to come to the gathering. And what they were doing was, okay, but we want the full rights to our first album. Oh. And he handed it over to them. So now they can release it on their own label. And they did that a couple of times for different albums. And then they kind of wanted more and more of their albums back. And then Violent J finally stopped giving them to them. So they stopped going to the gathering. But I thought that was pretty... I was surprised because like no, no record company is going to hand over their rights to an album when a band leaves. Yeah, it seems like a pretty good deal, right? You play one concert and you get the rights to one of your albums back. Like... Yeah, I think a I'm lot of people sure they would got die the rights for that. To one, they're like their first and like one of their best albums. So I was surprised they handed that over because technically ICP or Psychopathic could just be pumping those out and making yeah. money off them. But I don't know. Doctor so. Luke raped Kesha and she didn't get the rights to her music. So I feel like ICP, in terms of the music industry, was really being generous with Twisted. Yeah. But, like, you know, they all say, like, you know, Lionel J would be like, I don't know why, why they're being mean to us, you know. And then Twist is like, they owe us money. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the truth. You know, yeah. that's one of the things you'll probably never know. But they left. Um, Blaze, you dead homie, went with them. And I think, is it Ishan? Not Ishan. Um, anybody killer, I think, went with them. 
and now they only they have their own little music group and put out albums um, record label I, I got one of their things that came out on record store day I didn't get the other one because it's so random what will show up at your record stores for record store day but yeah if I come across it I usually pick it up but I still tune in every once in a while to see what Twisted's up to, too. They just put out a whole free concert because uh, they actually have their own, like, Comic-Con type thing. Oh. It's called, like, Astronomicon or something. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. And there's a documentary yeah. about it on Amazon. Yeah, it's mostly them just smoking their own poles about how great it is. but. <laughs> um, it's okay. I'm okay with being a hype beast. Um, <laughs> I mean, if your work is good enough, I don't, I don't know anything about Twisted, so I can't comment on that. But it's interesting to me that um, these bands that I think the general public assume disappear are still working. Um, you can say that a lot about, you know, a lot of different things. Because probably most kids today don't know who the fuck Corn is, but they just put out an album last year. Oh really? It, it's still good. I still like Corn, so I guess it's different when you grew up on it. Like that was my like high school angst days and you tune in now and it's like a whole different meaning like i didn't realize like when i was really depressed i was listening to corn i'm like all these songs are like exactly what was going on in my head i was like yeah. Whoa. just shit i didn't really recognize in school because in school i was happy well i didn't like school but i was happy so it was just like whoa i didn't i just like the sound of it now it's like just speaking to me in a different way yeah things um as the kids say they hit different um, at different points in your life, uh, because yeah, you just, it come, you come at it with a different life experience or perspective. And then you're like, Oh, this is a totally different thing to me now than it used to be. Um, it's almost, it's almost, if you name a band from high school, they're probably still going. Maybe some members are different. I mean, static X is dropping an album. Even though that guy's dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of weird because, uh, the new singer, I, I forget what band. You can clearly tell um, he's from this band. They try to cover up his arms because he has tattoos. But the way he holds his guitar is very distinct to this other band uh, lead singer. So everyone knows who it is. But it, it's kind of weird because he's wearing a mask that kind of looks like the dead singer. And people oh. are like, I don't, I don't like this. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah, that's weird. But then, like, a lot of the songs coming out are using unreleased songs. So it has the original singer's voice in oh. a lot of them okay it's weird because then a lot of people are confused because the band split up because the guitar player and wayne static weren't getting along anymore but now he's pushing it like oh, i'm doing this for my best friend wayne or like did you guys hate each other and that's why the band broke up but now you're putting out a static x album so there's some kind of weird vibes on that one but i mean i guess i mean Corn has a new drummer because the other drummer left. Head came back though, so I guess that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's interesting. The thing about like getting big um, in terms of celebrity is that when you're no longer that level of famous, people assume that you're not working anymore. Um, but it's like, well, if you're lucky, you are still working. You are still able to make uh, a living. It's just you're not. I, I often think it's better to never hit a certain height of fame because then you don't have to deal with people going, what happened to you, man? And you're like, oh, I'm still doing the thing. Just, you know, instead of millions of people caring, thousands of people care now. It's just different. Yeah. I mean, Limp Bizkit's going to drop another album. For real? Yep. I think all their members are back together, too. I went down a weird rabbit hole not that long ago. That's why I remember all this stuff. But, like... I didn't realize, you know, I was listening to House of Pain, mm -hmm. and um, I didn't realize the DJ from that is the DJ in Limp Bizkit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and now they're back together doing new music? Well, they never split up. Oh, well, they took a break because Fred Durst had to make all those movies. I mean, he's doing that now. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole weird thing with Fred Durst where, like, the mid 2000s a bunch of video games came out and he was like characters with them and i guess the rumor was that they wanted to license like one of the limp biscuit songs and he would let them if they'd put them in the game or some shit oh really 
So he's in a wrestling game and he's in a the Fight Club video game. Oh. Okay. You can unlock Fred Durst for some reason in the Fight Club video game. Why there's even a Fight Club video game is beyond me, but you know. Well, even stranger. fantasies, I guess. It's just like a generic shitty fighting game. This is has Fight Club on it. Yeah. Weird. It's like the, the bar of soap picture on the cover. <laughs> Uh, like it's not actually like in any way special or differentiated from other fighting games. No, like I think they have the characters in it, but I don't think they have like Brad Pitt's likeness. So it's just kind of a generic guy with the name from the movie. Gotcha. And then I, I think the only one that's actually in it was, um, was it Meatloaf? Yeah, Bitch Tits. Yeah, like he's actually in it, I believe. Okay. They could, he was willing. He was willing to have his likeness in it. The fuck else is he doing? Yeah, nothing. Not really anything else. Throwing kids in Yeti movies from the 80s. <laughs> is that what he did? Yeah, there's a movie called, like, Catch a Yeti or something. He plays a hunter, and he throws his fat, annoying, rich kid twice. And I cheered both times. <laughs> um. Wow. That's uh, your knowledge of all things related to whatever genre of music this is, um, is impressive. It's all over the place. Yeah. You know, I just go down rabbit holes every once in a while. I'm like, what happened to this band? Like, what happened to Snot? And then I realized the singer and the dog on the cover both died in a massive car crash. So oh, like, Jesus. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure that's the only Snot. Well, there's a tribute Snot album where they got a bunch of new metal bands together, but there was only one Snot album. You mentioned Sublime earlier. I'm pretty sure they went on without the singer. And then, like, the guy's wife sued him. Yeah, they were called um, something dub all-stars, I think, because they tried to keep being Sublime, but then they had to change the name, so it became whatever dub all-stars there, it, there's a white trash culture around sublime that it's become this like timeless thing where i don't know at what point that album came out it had to have been like 99 2000 but there are certain people where like that is still their house party album like you go to their house for a barbecue that's the fucking album they have on and I just can't with those people because I always feel just buy a new album. This sort of like aesthetic decay where you you no longer feel the need for new culture because you've just you found the one band that you're gonna ride into retirement and it's a band that only put out one or two albums. Like listen to new music. I, it drives me fucking nuts, but it's like really, I don't know how it is where you live, but out here, um, there's like, okay, I live in a city, right? It's like the sixth biggest city in the country, but outside of it is like all these dusty desert suburbs. And there's just these like, I don't know, like desert rat, desert trash. And they're like dusty white trash people with sublime stickers on their cars. Um, and they hang out at trails, which is a head shop. Uh, it's just, I just can't with whatever type of person that, that is. Um, listen to new music. Yeah, I've, I've got sucked into the newer alt, alt rock. I've been listening to Alt Nation on Sirius. Oh, and there's good like, stuff? Yeah, I mean, I've been, I don't know, it's nothing I'd ever listened to before. Now I'm like sucked in and I go down like YouTube rabbit holes and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Spotify because, like, I can pick, like, playlists where I don't recognize any songs and I can just listen to music for eight hours and it's nothing I've ever heard before. And I really appreciate that. I hate – I work at a bar and when people get drunk, they want, like, the familiar. So, like, there's probably only 30 songs that people play on the jukebox and I just hear them over and over and over again. And so when I'm not at work – I'm like, I want to hear the most foreign-sounding things to me. Um, and I don't listen to as much music as I do podcasts anyways, but when I do, it's got to be new. And I hate people when, like, I work with people and I have customers who if anything comes on that came out in the last five years, they'll, they'll be like, ugh, what is this? Ugh. 
it's, this is garbage. They don't make me real music anymore. Or all this sounds the same. And I'm like, you just sound old is what you sound like. You're just sounding like an old crabby person who's like, in my day, things were better. Um, like the only true hip hop is like Biggie and Tupac and any hip hop that comes out now is garbage. And I'm, first of all, I call those people racist. I don't know if they are, <sighs> but I've decided yeah. they are. <laughs> <laughs> I might agree with him on that one. Uh, I love I love newer hip hop. I like what young people are doing. I love southern hip hop, and a lot of it does sound the same. Um, as someone who's like especially into New Orleans bounce music, there is a lot of repetition, but I fucking I fucking love it. Um, and so I'm just like, also anyone who thinks like they're the arbiter of taste for society, where it's like. <laughs> A bunch of people who in their 20s come in and they play a bunch of songs on the jukebox and you decide that it's all garbage because you don't like it. And I'm like, clearly there's an entire demographic of people who think that it's good. So maybe it's just not for you, but that doesn't mean that it's inherently trash. Uh, and that's sure. what I say to the people who leave me negative iTunes reviews. Like, I, I 100% agree that this is not for everyone. I don't even like listening to myself most of the time. I fucking hate myself. But, like, there are a dedicated fan base who enjoy this podcast. So, um, clearly, there is a demographic for what I'm creating. Maybe it's just not you. And you didn't need to leave me one star, you fucking cunt. So, yeah, there was always... I mean, I'm better now that I'm older. But there was, there's certain things I would not talk about. Religion, mm -hmm. politics, music, guaranteed fights every time. Yeah. Say, like, I don't like modern hip-hop rap. I don't enjoy it, but it doesn't, I'm not going to shit on you for liking it, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's not my thing, but every once in a while you find someone newer that's, that you enjoy. Just like I would have never listened to freaking Alt Nation you know, five, even five years ago, and now it's like, so when I'm jamming out in my car, I'm like, what is this? And it's just like, I don't know. Maybe music has changed since last time I listened to alt rock, or maybe just I've changed. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like because like I'm in a relationship with someone who's super into music, and the type of music he likes is stuff that I was like heavily into 10 years ago but I just kind of moved away from it like I got my fill of it and I don't like it anymore but if I say to him I don't like this or whatever he'll like insult my taste or his friends who like music similar to me he'll insult their taste and I'm just like just don't be that guy you know what I mean like don't be that guy who's like I know I know good stuff these other people don't it's like it's different strokes for different folks man it's not like a character, you can't, like the idea that you're like questioning someone's character because they like different stuff than you is so ridiculous. Um, yeah. But it even goes all the way back to, you know, if you're a juggalo, people are going to attack you and call you white trash or stupid or whatever. But, you know, I might have kind of checked out, you know, at the uh, in the early 2000s, but, you know, a lot of their newer stuff I don't enjoy. There'll be like one song on the whole album that I consider good, but there's people that are still sticking with it and like it. But it's one of those things like times change. Like they put out an album that sounded an awful lot like newer rap, and I'm like, oh, well, I don't like newer rap, so I don't like this. Mm -hmm. But they're trying to do the kind of mumble fast thing, and like the music's different. But even Shaggy, someone mentioned it to Shaggy in one of the live streams, and he was just like, times change, man. You know, you got to adapt or you're going to fall off. So, I like that. I also think that bands should change, like even if it might alienate their earlier fans. When bands are doing the same thing for 20 years, it gets really stale and it starts to feel like not interesting. Like there's nothing that's like catchy about it. And so I'm always like, Either put out your two, three albums together and then break up and start new projects, or you have to change. Otherwise, it is going to get stale. And it also probably gets real boring for the band members to be like, let's write another album that's just like the other ones. Like, it's got to be 
really boring for them instead of being like, let's do something that's new and challenging. Yeah, it's like Corn put out an album where they were did it with Skrillex, and it was like dubstep in there. Uh-huh. And people people weren't having it, but it was all right, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it wasn't their typical stuff, but why not? I mean, Jonathan Davis does solo stuff. It sounds like a good pairing. I don't, I don't, I'm not into Skrillex or Corn, but in my novice estimation, I feel like that would be a good pairing to create an album. Yeah, I, you know, it's kind of like they did a couple albums with a rapper, or not albums, but songs with rappers. It was really like metal mixed with rap is like good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. You know, you have stuff like, what was it? Ice T had, was it, was it Body Count? Yeah. Which was just that. There's this, I can't remember it now, but there was this movie that came out that had like a crazy soundtrack full of rap. It would it paired rappers with uh, um, metal bands. Okay. And the soundtrack is crazy good. No one knows like the movie's completely forgotten, but like that, that soundtrack was nuts. Um, Everlast was talking about it because he's on it. Speaking um, of someone that's changed a lot, Everlast. Yeah. I was a pain to like blues to now he's rapping again. Yeah, you run the gamut. So does he still have a career? Yeah, he just. I think he just dropped an album. Oh wow! Okay. He's. Uh, if you ever hear him on a podcast, he's quite fascinating to listen to. And I forget his daughter has something where it's like a bad immune system, and they have to do all this stuff and. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and he's learned all about it, and, like, you know, he's getting pretty upset about all the stuff going on, because, like, anything he can bring home, just, like, kill his daughter. Jeez. Yeah. I'm going to look up what she has right now. He was talking about it on a podcast. It was pretty fascinating. Oh, she has cystic fibrosis. Oh, fuck, yeah. That's bad. They die young. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a fucking ugly disease. I've, uh, I knew someone, my, one of my babysitters growing up, her sister had it and it was, it's just savage. The comments on the videos and stuff with him in it are funny though. Cause all the girls are like calling him like a silver daddy and stuff. Ah, uh, he kind of is. Let me see what he looks like now. He's looking pretty good, but he's, he's just let the, uh, he's let the gray go full gray beard and hair. But he's always got it all style and looking clean. Oh, yeah, he is kind of a daddy, huh? Yeah. I think a lot of those comments were actually men, but whatever floats your boat. Yeah. (laughs) It just made me laugh, though. They're like, look at the silver fox. Um, Well, gay men love a silver daddy. Um, And I also think straight men kind of enjoy that that's a thing because they know they can age into attractiveness um even if you're ugly when you're young if you can get old with a full head of hair you'll be hot one day we'll see (laughs) mine's mine's turning like white in the beard but mostly right below my nose so it just looks like i got snot on my mustache (laughs) not a great place for it to be changing no no well you can always color it with mascara because that's what scott mcnulty's dad does and it's the funniest thing in the world to me because his dad was like a ginger like a blonde a strawberry blonde when he had hair and now he's bald with a white mustache that he colors in with black mascara and he lives in florida so he's gotta sweat that mascara like it's got i don't know it's such a disaster i love it so much um, and he says it like, it's like his little secret, like, well, you know what I do? I use mascara. <laughs> oh, I have a customer who dyes his mustache, but like you can see the roots when it grows out. So it'll be like white and he looks like Jake the snake. And so it'll be like this black mustache with white roots on a Jake the snake looking motherfucker. And he'll be like talking about how he doesn't like the way women do their eyebrows these days. Like, 
oh, the way women do their eyebrows is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you literally have a brown mustache with white roots, and you're wearing a leather wrist cuff from the Renaissance Festival. So, like, why don't you think about what you look like before you start insulting women? Um, I have seen some crazy eyebrows, though. Yeah, there are some out there that are, they are intense. But, you know, I say let them have it. Um, cause sometimes it's pretty girls making themselves uglier and that lets me rise in the ranks. You know what I mean? Like pretty girls, ugly yourself up and let me, it helps float my attractiveness level up and I don't have to do anything. Um, it's kind of like what? crazy eyebrows, crazy girl. So that's like warning signs. Oh, uh, maybe that could be, I don't know. I've seen that. I've seen that, uh, graph. Uh, so I just wonder like with like really heavy makeup, cause it's just not my thing. Like I love like a cat eye and a red lipstick, but like the heavy contouring and stuff. Um, I just, sometimes I'm like, it's just a bit much. I don't know that I would look in the mirror and be like, I want to go out like this. Like, it's just, I'd feel like I was on my way to an ICP show, you know? <laughs> it seems like a lot of work, but if it makes them happy. Yeah. I mean, I salute anything, any sort of aesthetic uh, expression that makes people happy. I had pink hair for 12 years and people would kind of be like, oh, it's for attention or whatever. And I'm like, it's literally because like it makes me like what I see in the mirror. And I think that um, liking what you see in the mirror is very important because like there's so many things in society that can tell us like we're ugly or, you know, we're not right or whatever. So if there's something that makes you feel attractive, if it's pink hair or a mascara and mustache, like fucking go for it. Um, and don't, don't let the haters take you down. All I would say is if you're going to do that, uh, have better time management. Don't be like, we got to go in five minutes and you have to put on 30 minutes worth of makeup. Yeah. That's just rude. Wake up 40 minutes earlier. Get your shit together. Yeah. Well, just everyone should have better time management because it's the rudest fucking thing in the world. Um, I I hate when somebody says they're going to meet me for lunch and then, like, I get a text, like, I'm at the restaurant at the time we're supposed to meet and I get a text, like, just leaving on my way. I'm like, all right, bitch, well, I'm ordering. So you can you can come show up right when I'm, you know, wiping my mouth because I'm done eating. But, like... I, I made time to meet you now, and you're just now leaving. So, I don't know. I, it's just so rude. Yep. And they all, people, people who are late always have excuses. Like, they'll be like, oh, sorry, traffic's bad, or this or that. But it's like, literally, you're late every time, so maybe you should start leaving earlier. Um, just, you know, instead of being like, oh, my God, I'm going to be late because of this. It's like, but that happened last time, so maybe you should have, you know known in advance to leave this much earlier whatever it's rude it is um i don't know i guess is that it have we covered we've covered icp we've covered every are they called new metal bands rap rock bands i don't know anymore (laughs) we've covered all of the bands of um our junior Uh, high school years i know some bands are offended by the new metal title but you know what your new metal suck it up uh, yeah i don't understand genres anymore so it's i don't know man i know like deftones gets pissed off if you call them new metal oh really yeah but it's like yeah fuck you you came out in the time of new metal you're new metal yeah just live with it um, i mean i or... guess the emo bands got pissed off about that we're not emo Well, it's weird because there was, like, I feel like emo was, like, one thing when I was a freshman. Like, when I was, like, 14, emo was one thing. And then by the time I was 18, what was being called emo was, like, a totally different style of music. So I feel like there's emo 1.0 and emo 2.0. And they sound so different. Um, Because, like, I'll talk, when I talk to people who are just, like, a little bit younger than me, like, their idea of emo and my idea is, like, very different. Um, but you know, whatever, yeah. just group it all together and you get all let that God sort it out. Sub stuff. The what? You get into the sub sub of the sub of music. Cause like, I remember people would call like 
Green Day and Blink-182, like, punk. And I'd be like, what? Oh, yeah. It's not punk. But then it was like, it's pop punk. I'm like, what? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's played on the radio and it's kind of poppy sounding. Yeah. Yeah. There's And there's, like, a whole – the people who are able to know those genres and dissect them, it just seems so, like, I don't know, tedious. But then they also just get lumped in as alt rock as well. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I'm not a music snob, so I can't differentiate between things. It's all just rock and roll, right? It's all just rock and roll. Um, Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know. You want to tell everyone to have a happy hump day? Sure. I didn't do it last time, so. I know. And you got flack for it, didn't you? I don't think so. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I remember. I think someone commented that you didn't say it. And I was like, to be fair, I asked him if he wanted to say it. And he said he did not want to say it. And I don't expect Owen to want to do anything. (laughs) Since I'm in a good mood. Have a happy hump day. Oh, thanks, Owen. Everyone have a happy hump day. Go listen to some ICP. Yeah. Maybe you'll enjoy yourself. <laughs> you can listen to Fuck the World and be like, yeah, I can get behind this song. Fuck the world. <laughs> <laughs>